So would you open God's precious holy word to Ephesians 4, beginning in verse 17 through the rest of the book. We are taught how to walk the walk. Remember, the first three chapters of Ephesians taught us of our position in Christ, the positional chapters. The Father has placed us in Christ before the foundation of the world and and all that attends to that. Beginning in chapter 4 through chapter 6, the rest of the book, the practicality of Christianity, positionality and practicality, positionality. I don't know if that's a word or not, but it is now. But it really gets serious here from 17 on to the end of the book. So we keep that in mind. There are four slides today, and we're going to be in uh, beginning in verse chapter uh, four, verse 17. First couple of slides are going to deal with our old walk. And then the last couple of slides, our new walk in Christ. So here is an overview of unsaved folks. Therefore I say and testify this in the Lord, you are no longer to walk as also the Gentiles are walking. Now that means your your disposition of life, the way you are, your lifestyle, who you are in life as you walk down the path of life. I would submit to you here at this point that we are taught in the New Testament There are actually three classifications biblically in the New Testament of the human race. The Jews, the Gentiles or the nations, and the church, Christians, true Christians. We don't belong in the Jewish race. And now spiritually, we don't really belong with the Gentiles. And we're going to see here why. Here is the description of the walk of the nations, the Gentiles. As the Gentiles are walking, number one, they're walking in the depravity of their minds. The depravity of their minds. The word, uh, the, the word means the emptiness, the vanity, the uselessness, the futility of their minds. When God Almighty calls us to Christ, the Holy Spirit is deposited into our lives. We are covered in the blood of Christ, washed by the blood of Christ, covered in the righteousness of Christ. And we are one of His own. We Start a new walk. The old things have to pass away. We are behooved to be disciples of Christ. When we come to Christ, 
God Almighty gives us the gift of repentance. We are taught in the New Testament that repentance is a gift. Repentance, but the, the word means to change, to change your mind. So the mindset with the born-again Christian is different than the mindset of unsaved people. This, this part of practical Christianity deals with the mind of being a Christian. Now, we know what we've already learned about the Holy Spirit coming into our lives and, and the spiritual guidance that we need, and the Holy Spirit is our teacher. But we focus here on these verses, 17 through 24. We focus on the mind. You can't know, you can't live it unless you know it. Repentance, a big part of it, of course, is to change your mind. Repentance is a gift. It is a thing of the Holy Spirit. But now we're enabled to have a changed mind with a new nature, being born again. Something divine that God has caused to happen in our lives. But the walk of the Gentiles, the unsaved folks is to walk in a mindset that is useless and will never come to anything. Now remember the word Gentiles is also the word, it means nations, ethnic, it comes from ethnos, which means nationality. And they are, dis they are made distinct in the Old Testament from Israel. So this this uh, concept, this, uh, this revelation of the concept of nations is seen such that the nations are different from the people of God in the Old Testament, Israel. There's Israel, there are the nations, the Gentiles. That really doesn't stop. It goes all the way through. But the nations, finally, every nation... Every, every Gentile group, every Gentile, unsaved, every one of them, finally are drifting, even being pulled into the spirit of Antichrist. It's part of the, of the futility of the mind, the depravity of the mind. The word depraved or futile or whatever, however you want to, there's several ways to translate the word, but they all mean the same thing. It means useless or uselessness here in the uselessness of their minds. So think of the nations of the world today who are thinking empty and futile thoughts. Their highest thought is useless. It will come to nothing. Even our beloved United States of America is not just drifting, but it's being inexorably pulled 
into darkness. Darkness. Consider the policies. Consider the things that the mindset of the world thinks as good and the things that the world thinks are bad. It's the spirit of Antichrist. It stands against the disciples of Christ, the discipleship. We're, we're to become disciples of Christ because our minds need to be taught the things of Christ. This is very important for a Christian. It is sad to think, and at least in my observation, through more than 40 years as a pastor, how people will come into the church in, in some way, they'll join a church from another church or they'll be, they, they will claim to come to Christ by faith, whatever. But they'd never submit to discipleship. Their minds are never taught they never learn. This is the way of the Gentile. So that the Gentile thinks futile things. You can't, from a biblical worldview, you cannot believe anything that you read today in the world. Anything that you hear today. The futility of it. I was listening to a man uh, online giving a, a lecture and he was talking about how he was talking from a Christian perspective and talking about how in these present days we are spinning into darkness at the, at the highest levels of government. And he carried it into a deeper thought. He said, think of this. Everyone who has to have a position within an administration, any, any administration, most positions require a college degree. What are young people being taught in college? What is their mindset? Now look, you're, you're looking at a guy I have five degrees, 26 years of my life. Most of my life, I felt like I was chewing rubber bands. You ever tried to read a scholarly article and get anything out of it? Good luck. It'll put you to sleep. It's a good way to go to sleep. I have observed, I, I am a, I, I'm a first-hand observer. Not, not counting my seminary degrees, but the other degrees. A first-hand observer of what is touted in the textbooks and taught in the classes of academia. It's unbiblical. The great portion of it is unbiblical. It's as though the spirit of the instructor, the professor, the spirit, his spirit, his, his dark spirit has to insert things that aren't really relevant to the thing, to the subject you're taking. 
But they have to drift into things of socialism and communism and politics and all this kind of thing. Then they have to drift into uh, anthropological things and, and, uh, and psychological things. And they, they come from the way they were taught and it's totally unbiblical. Now, these professors are having a profound impact on these poor young people who are going through college so that when they get out of college, they are inundated with everything but biblical truth. And they are the ones who have to have the college degree. They can't, they can't overlord us in their positions unless they've had this college degree from secular colleges and you know the colleges that are, that are, more, that are more highly, uh, have a higher reputation than others. I don't have to call them out. So they walk as the Gentiles and they are walking in a depraved mindset. It will never come to anything. Never. By the grace of God in the United States of America, the church has had a great deal of influence through the years. That, church, that, that influence doesn't exist anymore like that. Never underestimate the power of an obedient church. However, it is not our job to dictate the political life. Our job is to make disciples. That's the Great Commission. Can you see where I'm headed? To make disciples is to take the Bible and to pour it into the minds of Christians. And let their minds be filled with nothing but biblical truth because there is no other truth. He says to the Ephesians, I'm telling you this in the Lord. You are no longer to walk in the depraved mindset of the nations, the Gentiles, the nations. This is not our mindset anymore. Number two, being darkened in the understanding. Now, understanding is a step further than the word mind. Uh, noose. The, the word mind means your intellect or your capacity to think. But now, in understanding, you see the word here, the anoia, the Greek word means you're drawing conclusions and your mindset becomes a lifestyle. So your lifestyle is patterned, that is, the Gentiles with depraved minds, their lifestyles are just as empty and useless as their mindset. So what happens? Number three, they are alienated from the life of God. They are estranged. They don't have fellowship with God. The life that is ours in God. Number four, because they don't know the truth, they're ignorant because of the ignorance that is in them. 
Then what happens? Their hearts are hardened. And it becomes increasingly difficult. Increasingly difficult. To teach these people the Bible. They'll laugh at it. I've heard of people in these recent days. You know, this, this recent election has just caused people to flip out. I mean, on both ends of the spectrum, they just flip out, you know. I take up for this one guy who was a, a person of note. And he had, just in the last few years of his life, had become a Christian, which has estranged him from his children. His children won't have anything to do with him because they think he's a kook to teach people that we're lost and undone and we can't think right. We're depraved. We don't understand truth. And so now to maintain his position in his profession, his peers are demanding that he take a cognizant test. They think he's crazy. Listen, let me tell you something, Christian. You and I are not far from that. You won't be able. What about the person on the, uh, in front of the Congress, who, in front of the Senate, who had, a, who had a strong Christian testimony and a senator declared that because of that, that strength of faith, that person was not qualified to be a Supreme Court justice. We're headed that way. This is the depraved, useless, futile nature that darkens the understanding, that alienates people from God. If you don't have fellowship with God, you have nothing. Ignorant of the truth, hardened in their hearts, and they will allow anything that is ungodly and unchristlike and in the spirit of the Antichrist such that, and it's the next thing here, they will have cast off all feeling shameless in their sin. It is unthinkable. To a Christian mindset, that sexual perversion can be presented to the world and the world is just expected to smile and go on. Have you noted the appointment to Health and Human Services? When the Word of God says, a man shall not wear women's clothing. Have you noticed how shameless that person is? How shameless the president is to appoint such a person. Shamelessness because of hardness of heart, because of ignorance, because of being alienated from God, because of no understanding, because of depravity in the mind. We don't live there as Christians. Someday soon, you may be required to declare that or lose everything that you have. Are you prepared for that? Already people are 
being given a litmus test. Now this poor old guy, he's a wealthy guy. But everybody's come against him because of his testimony of Christ and they think he's crazy. When it's the other way around. That's reprobation. That's when it's all flipped. Isaiah, the prophet said, beware of the time when evil is called good and good is called evil. This is the way of the Gentile. It follows that pattern. Then what happens? When they are shameless, they give themselves up to sensuality. Now that is really to wantonness. I, it would take two paragraphs to describe but all I have to do maybe is show you a picture of a person who everybody thinks is cool. Anything goes. The weirder the look, the more acceptable it's supposed to be. And you are to be damned in society if you disagree with it. Why? So that they can work their impurity. Force it on you. Force it on your children. With all greediness, covetousness. It's all about me. To be, to be coveting. I want it like me and I don't want anybody to disagree with me. That's the, that's the bottom of it, you see. That's where it's headed. That's the old walk. Every one of us without Christ are in that walk. If you're here today without Christ, you're in that walk. If you're here today without Christ, if you're listening and you're without Christ, you may be in agreement with the things of the world. God help you. That is the old walk. Man, when you, when you read it from, from the pen of Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, you're thinking, I'm, I'm, reading, I'm reading Sociology 101 in Harvard University today. No. You're just reading what always has been apart from Christ. A depraved and useless and futile mind that will come to nothing. The chapter of the current period of the era of the United States, the last page of that chapter will turn very soon. And all of these fancy politically, so-called politically correct thoughts and ideas and things of a mindset that is forced upon the nation will come to an end and it'll be empty and there's nothing there. Now, Paul says, that was your old walk. This is your new, your new walk. You did not learn. You see that word learn? Uh... Emathete. The root of that word is a root that is also translated into disciple. Learner. Disciple. 
But you weren't discipled in Christ this way. All of the things that I just described are the spirit of Antichrist. Henceforth, the spirit of Christ. Any of that stuff is not in Christ. You're not discipled that way in Christ. If there's a so-called church that teaches that those things are right, it's not in Christ. It's in the spirit of Antichrist. You were not discipled in Christ this way. You did not learn Christ this way. If indeed you have heard him. You see, there's that word. Acoustic. To hear with comprehension. You can only hear. You can only hear spiritual teaching. You can only be discipled in Christ if you're born again. If you're unsaved, it's meaningless to you. They'll want to give you a mental cognizance test to see if you're crazy because you believe the Bible. But if you have listened with comprehension and you have been taught in Christ, in Him, that this is the most important learning a child can have to learn his Bible, to learn how to pray in him and have been taught in him just as, just as kathos. Because just as the truth is in Jesus. Aletheia, truthfulness of word, a promise keeper, a word keeper. The truth is in Jesus. So the way of the Gentiles, the way of the nations, they will teach you weird things that are in the spirit of Antichrist. But it's like smoke, it's like fog. It appears and it will disappear. Because it is futile. It is from a depraved, useless mind that comes to nothing. Comes to nothing. But the truth is in Jesus. In the Revelation, the angel says, The spirit of prophecy, the, the root of all prophecy, preaching, teaching, the whole Bible rests upon Jesus. Everything, everything rests upon Jesus. You are to have put off concerning the former way of life, the old man, which is being corrupted according to its desires of deceit. Here is the crisis of Christianity that we must actively overcome. And it is this. 
We have a new nature. It's fresh and new. You ever, you ever sat down in a new car and man, man, it's the, uh, there's something that is new and the, and the identification of the newness of it is in your life because of the new nature, born again. However, until we are dead, we have an old thing, an old coat hanging on us. It's the old, it's the old thing that's dead. It's dead. And you know what happens to dead things? They decay. Decaying things are not pleasant. They stink. I wouldn't know right now. But I wouldn't want to go and spend the night with a pig or two. This thing is being corrupted. Now you have to start tearing that thing off in life. You should be able to identify the stench of it because you're renewed in the spirit of your mind then to be renewed in the spirit of your mind to put on the new man. While I'm taking off this old nasty coat, I'm putting on a new one, a pretty one, a nice one. According to God, having been created in righteousness and holiness of truth. Let me break that down. Having put on the new man according to God who has created you in righteousness. It's another word for justification. Justified. Justified. I've been cleared of guilt and penalty. Free from sin. I've been justified. God created me in righteousness in the new nature. And holiness of truth. The word holiness. The word uh, holiness up there. It means um, God sanctioned. It can be translated piety. But it means that God sanctions it. So pious, God-sanctioned truth. God, in the new man, has created me in justification. I'm free from sin and the penalty of it in the sight of God and has created me in God-sanctioned truth. His blessed, precious, holy word that lives. It's alive. It was, you read it twice, it'll say something different to you than it did the first time when you read it the second time. It's because it's alive. It's because it will make you grow. It will help you. It will nurture you. And you read it again, you'll see a new and better and more wonderful thing out of the very paragraph that you finished a year ago. Because it is God-sanctioned truth. It's God's truth. Lost people can't get a thing out of it. It's nothing to them. A bunch of words, letters, they can't figure it out. It's because... They don't 
they don't have the ability. They're not born again. They're dead. A dead person can't read the Bible. A spiritually dead person cannot agree with the Bible. But a born again person, he, his spirit bears witness with the word of God. It's precious. We feed on it. We need it. It strengthens us. It grows us spiritually. Weaker we grow in the body, but stronger we grow in the spirit. God sanctioned truth. So you don't walk the old walk anymore. You walk the new walk. Renewed in the spirit of your mind. We started with the mind in that first section, the old walk. And the old mind is depraved and useless. But the new walk, the new mind is different. It's new. It strengthens us. It makes us to see our righteousness, God's righteousness in us justification and the truth absolute truth that is God sanctioned walk the new walk wear the new coat think with the new mind be a disciple of Christ forever in all of your life. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He came into this world to save sinners. According to His Word, if you confess, if you admit that you're a sinner and believe in Jesus and call on Him to save you, He'll save you. So in these, in these days of of COVID separation. Here is how we handle our invitation. You need three things in your life. Only God can bring you to it. Number one, you need to be saved. To take Jesus as your Savior and only God can convince you of that. If you have become convinced of that, we want to help you there. Number two, then you need to be obedient to Christ and follow the Lord in baptism. That's part of the great commission that we have under the Lord's direction. Number three, then you need to be a part of a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Christians fellowship with one another. We enrich one another's lives. We teach one another. We help one another. We love one another. And I'll tell you this, in this present age, in this present world, you're going to need that fellowship more and more and more. As darkness falls on the face of the earth. After this benediction, deacons will be in rooms right across the hall and their wives. If any one or all three of, the, of those needs have been revealed in your life by God, go in there and let them pray with you and talk to you about any of that. Today is a special day, so here's what we're going to do and right after I pray the benediction. 
after a, after a brief break, this is the time for our annual financial report at Shiloh. So anyone who's interested in that, come, come back in about five minutes or so. And our elder of finance will present last year's financial report and then give you an overview of the new one as well. So remember the deacons are waiting for you if God calls you today. And then remember in just a short while to come back and we will conclude with this report. Father God in heaven, bless us now as you dismiss us in your love. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for being here.